Welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't ever miss out and leave your boy a review because that always helps. So with that being said, today I have a special guest, my amazing friend. She is a manifestation and mindset coach who helps guide high achievers on how to define all the odds to create the life of freedom you desire. With that being said, here she is. Welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast, Abby Rogers. Hello, Amar. It is such an honor to be here with you, my friends. Oh, my God. Likewise, likewise, likewise. So let's just jump into this, Abby. Let's not waste anybody's time. What the heck is a mindset manifestation coach? Yeah, I love that question um, because typically you find them separate, right? Like you either see a manifestation coach or a mindset coach. So combined, people, most people are like, so do you teach individually? And it's actually combined. And so what we have to do is we have to reprogram your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is 95% of your thoughts that you don't even realize. So I'm helping you reprogram that. And so you are able to manifest all your deepest desires and live that life of freedom that you want, because oftentimes people struggle to manifest and it all comes down to their mindset. So why not add them together and just make it into one because they go hand in hand. No, I love that. So then give me an example, Abby, of, of, of just an example of um, someone who struggles with manifestation and needs to utilize their mindset. Yeah. So a great example is like a money mindset, right? Everybody wants abundance. Everybody wants their business to be really successful. And everyone thinks like, oh my gosh, like I just want to be abundant. I want to be this millionaire and have all this freedom and do whatever I want. But you cannot manifest the actual abundance that you desire if you have all these deep-rooted money mindset issues, if you don't feel worthy about money. If you think of the time like when you from when you're younger, before you turn 12, you're naturally in a theta state. So how did your parents describe money? Do they say like money is the root of all evil? You know, only rich people have money. Like money doesn't grow on trees. You know, changing that mindset around like your relationship with money is what's most important before you can actually manifest the abundance and financial means that you really desire. Oh, I love that. And it brings me back to like my childhood because anytime like I would see somebody driving that nice car or, uh, or, or, you know, something that I really wanted that like a name brand, like, I think I got my first pair of real Nikes at 14, you know, other than mm-hmm. that, everything was like, you know, a non-name brand. So with, with you, with talking about as far as, you know, the whole money mindset, I remember clearly hating, <laughs> just hating on people that had money because it was just kind of frowned upon. And, um, the fact that, you know, we go into business that way, I feel like that does affect a lot of people's success. So now, you're talking about the, the the money mindset, right? You have been on a pretty badass journey, uh, you know, with with this whole manifestation. If if nobody follows Abby Rogers on social media, she's got she's got some interesting tips on a lot of things, um, and sex is one of them, Abby. So yeah. <laughs> talk. So first off, talk talk to us about what got you into uh, this this world and. How awkward was it in the beginning? Oh my God. Um, it was so fucking awkward, man. So, <laughs> um, like thinking back, I've realized that I've always been manifesting 
because I always just really believed that I could have it. So just naturally I was in that energy. My mom, even my mom was like, man, you literally say something or you try and go and achieve that. And you always do like, I don't understand. You don't fail. And, but I'll never forget, like in my mind also, like that was deep in there was like, someday you're going to fail and that's going to hurt. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to fail. And so I never realized how much I actually was, you know, manifesting in my life. Like I was working corporate America, hated it, manifested a new job and exactly what I wanted a month later, heard it on a podcast. And I was like, oh my God, this is like totally crazy. And I had no, and that was 2019. And I started that role in January of 2020 and had no idea what manifesting was then. So I kind of went on like my spiritual journey and my spiritual awakening, as some say, and I just really started discovering what manifesting truly was. And I was like, holy shit. I listened to some Joe Dispenza. I read some of his books and I just really got into like the quantum physics and the quantum field of it and the neuroscience of our brain. And I just think that stuff is really cool. And so one day I, this was, oh my goodness, when was this? This was April, 2021. I was not in a good spot financially at this point. Um, talk about failing my I started to go down a rabbit hole of like not succeeding like I usually do and I was like what the fuck is happening and I was like just scraping by paying my bills and you know I like couldn't really even go I love my coffee shops couldn't really buy coffee or anything and I was like something has to change and I continuously was in the energy of like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and I was so deep on this like journey and rabbit hole of spiritual awakening that I was open to anything I heard and so I also was like, I might add like on a six month, like self-love, no drinking, um, no sex, no dating, none of that stuff during this time when I found this out as well. And I just heard how powerful sexual energy was. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm not dating, but I'm obviously self-pleasuring. So like, what if I just intentionally used my self-pleasure and started you know, like, like I write down my affirmations. What if I just like signal them out while I'm self-pleasuring? And so I started that in May of 2021. And then everything I manifested happened in June of 2021. So literally a month later, and I went from making about 2000 a month to 10,000 plus every single month since June, 2021. And just a snap of my fingers by self-pleasure and using my affirmations. So manifesting through. What I like to call manifestation pleasure portal. (laughs) So what you're saying is masturbation makes you money? It can. That's that's what I got out of what you just said. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. Like, so masturbating and sex is such a taboo topic as it is. And so most people don't typically talk about it. I never realized that like this was actually a thing that just people were too afraid to really talk about was quote unquote, like it's called sex magic. um, But I had no idea. And what it allows you to do is essentially that we have different points in our body, which are called our chakras. It allows you to kind of open all those up and be able to get really in tune with your body and the vibrations of your body. And so you're able to send out the frequency of the energy that you want and the life that you desire, which ultimately brings up all this, the healing and all the blocks that's actually holding you back from your manifestations. I get, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a release. Correct. Yeah. Like think of it this way, like people watch porn and they'll masturbate and it's very unintentional. And then you feel empty afterwards. 
And so now imagine you're starting to masturbate with like really positive intention, like, holy shit, the power that you feel afterwards and the connection you feel to yourself as well, because we release that dopamine and the oxytocin, which are uh, bonding chemicals. And typically that bonds us to a partner, but now you're being bonded to yourself. Got it. Now um, you brought up porn and I know, I know your take on, cause you've, you've, you've talked openly about this. Mm-hmm. What uh, you've made a comment and I want you to say, um, what do you feel? How do you feel about porn? Yeah. So there's like, my views are constantly changing about porn, right? Like I don't necessarily agree with it um, because I think it gives us this false reality of what I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say it's deceiving AF. It is. <laughs> And so like, yeah, if you want to intentionally watch it with your partner to spice it up in the bedroom, I'm like, yeah, totally down for that. Like, go ahead because you're being intentional with why you're using it. But Shannon, then- we're getting the nudie channel in our bedroom. <laughs> Shannon, bring out the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Keep um, going. Um, but yeah, I mean, so when you can use something with intention, I mean, even when I started drinking again, like the intention that you set with anything is really powerful. And when you don't have an intention for it, then you're numbing. And so if you're just masturbating to numb, what else are you numbing? The way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So yeah, if you want to watch porn and masturbate or spice it up with your partner in the bedroom, that's fine. Go for it. But set up an intention. Like, are you doing this? Like, to like arouse yourself, then be aware of why you're doing it. But truth be told, like the biggest arousals can come within yourself. Wow. See, this is, this, you know, for the record, this is like, I've not, I, I've not talked openly. I mean, what you just said earlier, it's like, it's, it's not that it was taboo. I mean, growing up, you know, with, with religious parents, I mean, I thought I was delivered on a stork. Like I didn't think they had sex. Like they kept it so <laughs> They just kept it once again, taboo. So, you know, because I remember like, uh, you know, when, when you were, when you started the, the manifestation portal, you were saying that's the problem. Uh, you said that with relationships, porn can be a problem because it's deceiving because it's teaching you technically what not to do. Essentially. It's not what the woman wants. It's not what the man wants. So I remember when you said that, um, it, or when you put that out there, I remember people actually saying oh yeah holy shit like light bulb so I just thought that was very powerful yeah and so what I love about that as well is um once again like it is just a false reality of what you know sex truly is and so it creates what it's supposed to be in your mind instead of what actually feels good in your mind so then it's disconnecting you from your body and your intuition of what truly brings you pleasure and like what truly can cause can cause arousal and that orgasm in yourself. And it's really cool with manifestation pleasure portal. Um, I grew up in a very like sex positive family. My mom had me at 17. So it was always a very open topic just because my mom, she didn't want me to have the struggles that she did of being a teenage mom. And I really appreciated that, but I will never forget like being young and I I didn't know better. I was exploring my body and my mom caught me and she's like, don't do that. Don't do that. And mostly it's just, you know, being protected once again, didn't want me to go through the struggles that she does as a teenage mom. And so I really love being able to teach this now and look back at like younger me that was so afraid to talk about that because going back to the porn, like I've had a couple of clients who have actually overcome their porn addiction by using manifestation pleasure portals, they've learned to actually connect to themselves and their reality and listen to their intuition. 
That is so powerful because um, I was doing statistics for like the podcast because I'm doing something on addiction. And they said porn is one of the hardest ones to get out of because, yeah. um, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, I didn't write it down, but it was because there, uh, the, the, the connection or you actually are the person that you're watching. They, they, it, it's like almost, um, it's like acting or, uh, no fantasy fantasy is the word I'm looking for. That's what yeah. it was. It's like, they're, they're re- reliving their fantasy. And what you're pretty much saying is that that's just bullshit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, anything is basically a numbing people numbing mechanism, right? So most people think it's like alcohol, drugs, um, you know, something to escape, but what no one's actually realizing is how much numbing goes on within what you watch, what you consume, how often are you in your phone, mindlessly scrolling, what are you eating? Because what you eat off, it, it truly does affect your mindset and your overall vibrations. Like, are you eating locally sourced meats? Or are you eating meat from like Taco Bell that has all this like nasty karmic from these animals who aren't taken care of? So there's so many different ways that you can numb that I don't think enough people have the awareness of and what they're really doing. Um, and they think that, oh, I'm not numbing. I'm not doing any of that stuff because I don't drink that much. I don't do any drugs. Like I'm not watching porn all the time when reality, they're, everyone numbs to some layer. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a powerful statement because I remember too, uh, Abby, when you quit drinking and um, you were even sponsored by uh, a non-alcoholic wine company, right? Wow. And but I remember at that time that you were like, I'm, it was, it was cold Turkey for you. It was, yeah. it was, it was cold Turkey. And I remember clearly you were like, I'm not drinking anymore. And I'm putting it out there that I'm not drinking anymore. And I was like, holy shit, like this, like, this is when, you know, when you and I both started to get to know each other, I was like, Damn, this, this girl's a bad B right here. Like, <laughs> but what, and, and this could, cause I'm sure we have listeners over here that, think that, Hey, I'm not numbing. I'm just, I'm just having a few cocktails. I'm just letting loose. I'm let, I'm just, I'm just relaxing. I'm just enjoying a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of shots, whatever it is. Right. For Abby, what was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back to say, you know what, I'm going to slow down and, and, and stop this right now. Yeah. Cause I mean, looking back, I wasn't an alcoholic. Um, I drink. and that's, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the part I forgot to mention. She didn't have a drinking problem. Yeah. I didn't have a drinking problem. I drank, um, once, maybe twice a week. And usually it was like two, three max. Like it wasn't anything. And then, you know, occasionally I'd go out with friends and have a, a fun night and be like a little hungover the next day, but it was nothing that like anyone in my life was concerned about, um, or that I would have been concerned about. No one even thought I had a problem. So and because I, I did it. And so when I did, but everyone's like, did you have like some secret problem that you were telling us about? Like, were you getting, yeah, that's what I thought. Home? I was like, is she put, yeah. in, is she put in freaking whiskey in her mouthwash. Like what the fuck <laughs> is going on there? Is she putting beer in her cereal. Yeah. And I really did it. Like I, like I said, I'd only have like once, maybe twice. I was just really into like my fitness as well. So that's, I, that was at a point in my life where I was waking up at like four 30 in the morning. Like I don't wake up that early anymore. I just don't feel called to. Um, so I, I chose not to drink during the week for that reason. So I could wake up and be optimal for the next day. And like, especially in my, my work, I really value, um, like my learning and the way that I show up in the world. And so I did, I went out with friends one night and then I kind of just woke up the next day and I wasn't hungover or anything. I just had like this, like, 
I was hanging out in my living room and I had a wine fridge and it was like full of wine. I went to Napa with my family and I just, I'm a big wine drinker. Like I really love good wine. And I was looking at it and I had this crazy intuition call to give up alcohol. And I was like, I sat with it for about a couple hours, just like staring. And I was like, what is that? Like, I don't have a problem. Why do I need to give this up? Like, you know, is it just a phase? Like, you know, I've said I was going to do that before. I've done it just for challenges and give it up for 45 days or 75 days and stuff like that. Like, why do I need to give this up? And I just kind of leaned into it, which was kind of, it was scary, but also liberating at the same time. And I think the scariest part about that was I called my mom and asked her, I was like, Hey, do you want my wine fridge with all my wine? And she's like, why what's wrong and I you know I told her I was like yeah I just kind of want to give up drinking I didn't give myself a time limit I said I want to give it up and she was like sure yeah we'll take it but you know once you give it back there's no gives these backsies when you decide you want to drink again and it almost was already like this perception that I was going to fail and the re I think what like really sparked it was like I said I was like just really deep my spiritual journey at this point in time like I was doing a lot of psychedelics and not in a sense of like, oh, I want to go out and rage and trip and see trees <laughs> up. Like it was very healing um, for how much psychedelics. I was doing them once weekend, if not every other weekend. And I was just having a lot of really, really cool awarenesses and like messages because I love psychedelics in a sense of like a healing medicine. And so I did, I gave it up and I would still go out with friends and I drink club soda. And I had so many profound experiences. I really learned how I did. I, I think the biggest thing was I realized I thought I was not numbing. And then I realized that I actually was numbing with the one or two. It'd be like a Friday or Saturday. And I'm just hanging out at the house watching. like, oh, I would love like a glass of wine right now. And then I was like, well, I'm not drinking. So why do I need that? And then uh, over like the first month of not drinking, all this shit just came to the surface of like what I actually was running from. And I did not realize how much shit that I had numb that I did not realize that I was numbing all from giving up alcohol. So during that six months, I was really allowed to heal, um, really allowed that space for me to heal everything that I was running from that I, I just didn't even realize, which was really cool to experience and scary at the same time. That is so, so powerful. And, and I think that's, that's very important for everybody to know that when you, when you know, like, it's time to quit, like I used to smoke cigarettes, I'll just use that as an example. And I remember I was sick. And um, I was sick, but I had a fresh pack of cigarettes. And, um, and I remember I didn't, I, I was just like, all right, I got this pack, but I'm sick, but I don't feel like smoking. And my brother in law, Nick, at the time, too, him and I kind of both were like, let's just let's just stop this right now. But I remember doing it. And it was cold turkey. And I remember the questions were like, why are you quitting smoking for Like, what's, what's wrong with like, you know, you weren't even a, a big smoker and it, for me, and I find this hard for a lot of people that you and I are in the coaching world. You and I have spoken to a lot of amazing people. And mm -hmm. I feel like the number one thing that holds them back for actually trying to better themselves are being judged. So yeah, I think that was my biggest fear. Like going, I love going out with my friends. And I, like, I still do. Right. And it's like, I love going out because I love to connect with them. I'm a very extroverted person. I used to like think I was introverted, extroverted. And then I realized I'm no, I'm full on extroverted. I just felt introverted when it didn't light my soul on fire. 
So I love being out with friends. I love connecting with people. And there was this layer of fear of like, well, I'm going to have a club soda when my friend's going to think, but it was actually like the most supportive um, I've ever felt in my entire life. Like I remember we'd go, when we lived in Florida, we'd go to the beach and, you know, go watch the sunset and let them be in the jump circle and they'd be having a beer, but you know, like they would pack me the croix and they'd be like, what flavors of croix do you want for today? Like they'd always have them stocked. And so I just felt really, really, really supported in that. And it was really cool to also be able to actually really deepen a lot of my friendships um, because it w- went a lot past the surface level of just drinking and having a good time. And there were times they were like, I know you're not drinking and I don't really want to drink. Do you want to go for like a walk or go do something like that? And yeah, it did. It really allowed a space to like not only get deeper within myself, but allow my my relationships in my life to get deeper. And you know, I drink again now, but now it's really cool to be like, I just realized how much more intentional I am with the drinking. I'm like, oh, I'm having this drink because of this, or no, I don't want to drink, or you know, I want a mocktail, or you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm having the drinks. I want to have a little fun. Like, and so it's just a way different perspective now than just saying like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink. Like there's a meaning behind it. Yeah. Like, um, this day is crazy. I need a glass of wine. It's right. Gotcha. Yeah. And if I ever feel like that, I want the glass of wine. I won't allow myself to have the glass of wine because at that point I notice I'm numbing. Yep. And that's very important. And I, and, and, and we started off with that question about judgment and how I agree with you a million percent. Like I'm, I've never been a big drinker. I'm always about just trying to take it myself. I'm a vegetarian. Damn it. Like I try to do everything the right way, but at the same time, it's like, I've gotten the, like, why, like, why, why? And to me, as you said, the supportive friends and family, they're not going to, they're going to be like, Hey, I'll pack you a LaCroix. I'll pack you a polar seltzer. I'll pack you a mocktail. And, uh, you know, for you, for you to have that support in, 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 you know, from, from your friends, I find that amazing because I was talking to somebody in the community, you know, with Robin Dean and she was, she lost a 24 year old girl and she lost a lot of her friends because she stopped drinking. Yeah. And she, she reached out to me. She was just like, I'm trying to better myself. Um, you know, Rob does this iron mind 30 where you don't drink and you do all these things. And I'm 30 days too at that. Like I know. And, and, but the, (laughs) but, but the scary part was, is that her friends made her feel bad about that. Yeah. And it's, it was, and it was so hard for me because I'm the type of person that as I said, like I can just say no. And, and, and 99% of the time it's respected and it's okay. And if they don't, I mean, it's on them. Like, I don't give a shit. So it's like, if you have somebody right now, like that, that I feel like is thinking about wanting to do this, right. Wanting to, wanting to just better themselves or numbing because you said numbing and, and that like, that's why we have a pill epidemic. Everybody, that is why addiction is up 300. I don't know, even the percentage, It, it keeps increasing each and every freaking day. And it drives me crazy, Yeah, crazy. So what is your advice to that person that's, that, that's lying to themselves? Because that's what we all do. Yeah. I mean, so in reality, like we lie to people first before we lie to ourselves. And so we're not aware that we're lying to ourselves. So like, Hey, you can lie to like your friends, family, all you want, but you can't run away from yourself. And so like, if you want to make the change, just know, like, it's going to be scary, but if it wasn't scary, it wouldn't be worth it. And that it's going to teach you how to actually speak your truth. Like that's something I've been 
preaching a lot, like in my personal life and, you know, with clients and everything is like radical honesty. And it's not like being mean and like whatnot. It's just like really speaking your truth and what feels right to you. And so, you know, if you're being called to quit, whatever it is, or maybe just give it a break, you know, like take it. I don't ever say like go months at a time, like take it week by week this week. I'm not going to do it. Wow. I felt really amazing. Okay. I want to do that another week. Like give yourself some grace and compassion and love and know like you might lose friends along the way. I sure did in my journey, but what I gained and the people in my life and the amount of love and self-respect I have for myself, especially not being afraid to be authentically me was so much more worth it. And you can always do it again, right? Like if you want to give up drinking, you can always have a drink again someday. It's not going anywhere, but just know, like take yourself and treat that like a priority because with numbing, you're just escaping. And if you're escaping, you'll never be able to live that life of freedom that you want because you're in a low vibrational state of avoidance. Wow. Powerful, powerful, Abby. I love that. And you brought up mindset and it's kind of what you talk about and, and what you teach. So it's, to me, I've seen your growth, um, you know, knowing you for, you know, since 2020 and watching, you know, watching your growth, like mindset and the way you used to handle things where you're handling, handling them now. And it's, it starts all with mindset. So based on what you're sharing, correct? Yeah. I don't even recognize that bitch in 2020. I don't even recognize (laughs) me a year ago, man. I'll be honest. Like this time last year, I don't know who she was. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I don't say that to be like, oh my God, she's like less than because no, that's me. And I'm just really grateful for the really low moments of my life because that's what allowed me to get to this point. And so now it's like, I think the reason why I have a way better mindset now is because one radical honesty, I speak my truth. I'm not afraid to be authentically me. What's made for me will simply find me. And I'm just not attached to any results anymore. Like I'm extremely detached because what's, what good is being attached to the future that you don't even know what's going to happen. And so it's living each moment in each day, like it's almost essentially like your last one, as cliche as it is. But the reason why it sounds cliche is because cliches are cliche. And I think that's just like the most powerful thing, like deciding who you want to be and just focusing on a day at a time. And that's, I don't have anxiety anymore. I used to have really bad anxiety. And it was because I was so focused or stressing myself out or overwhelmed with the future and the outcome then or what are people going to think of me? I don't want to wear this. I don't want to look like that. And now I'm like, what feels really good? Like what makes me really excited? What makes me happy? Like what feels really aligned right now? And I just focus on today. Like, yeah, I get excited for future events and stuff, but I don't let like situations essentially stress me out anymore. I'm just like, yeah, well, if it's made to happen, it'll happen. And then it always does. Like, that's the crazy part is when you detach and you're like, if the universe, God, source, like whatever you believe in wants me to have it, like it'll find its way to me. And as soon as you detach, it comes to you so much faster. And I think that's also, I'm like, I'm just going to detach because I wanted to commit quicker. <laughs> oh my God. So what I'm hearing is mindset shifting is what you're doing. You're yeah. shifting your mindset, right? Which gets to this question. It's like mindset shifting from scarcity to abundant mindset. You just said it. Who the heck was this girl in 2020? Who was this girl? a year ago. So you had that scarcity mindset. So I want you to explain what scarcity mindset is and how now this Abby Rogers badass that has this abundant mindset. So can you, can you get into that? 
I literally just made a post on Instagram today about this before. Um, oh, nice. So talk about alignment. Yeah. So scarcity is in a sense of like the feeling of lack, like you don't have enough. There isn't enough. Um, fearful, the unknown, anxiety. Um, also like hoarding. Um, so like- Say that again? What? Hoarding, like saving money or oh. no, like you can't have this. This is only for me. Like it's essentially like you don't want to give to anyone. So that's like essentially what scarcity is. Like you're so afraid- um, that you like rip onto it. Right. And so we don't want it to go anywhere. So we're like, no, you must leave me. So it's also like, think of like relationships when they're not healthy and you're not secure and you're in like yourself. And so you have, um, like an anxious attachment style. You just have to have a group on your partner all the time. So you're like, no, you can't leave me because what happens if da, 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 da. that's scarcity. It's a, it's the lack of mentality. And so the abundance mentality is there's enough to go around. There's enough success to go around. If I see someone um, like one of my friends getting a new client or seeing someone hitting a big milestone, I'm like, I'm rooting for them the way that I want them to root for me because there is enough to go around. We, we are not in competition. We are in a sense of collaboration. How can we inspire each other? And it's also just understanding like the way we think about like money, for instance, if we treat money like it's this lack instead of this abundance, we are surrounded by trillions of fucking dollars every day. Like there's so much money in this world. There is plenty to go around. And so if you start to look at money like oxygen, you don't hold on to oxygen. Like you let that come in, you let it go out. You just take up all that you want, all that you need. And it's the same thing with money. But you have to look at everything in life like oxygen. You're not like... I need all this breath and this is only my breath. No one else can have this breath. And it's more of like that giving energy. And so a way to shift from like a scarcity to an abundant is pay for someone's coffee in line. Like, and even if your financial means aren't great, and that might sound like, I don't really have an extra $6 to spend, do it. Because what that's doing is it's now putting you the energy of a giving person of there's enough to go around. It'll find its way back to me. Instead of holding on to something like a partner in a relationship, let them be, let them be this butterfly of who they're made to be because a partnership is supposed to be like a very intertwined, beautiful union, not this suction cup together, you're stuck together type of energy. Let them be this beautiful butterfly so they can always come back. And then there's a sense of this abundant love and compassion because you don't have the scarcity of holding on that there's not enough love to go around. And so it's just like looking at each thing of your life, like, where do you feel a lack of mentality? Like go to a grocery store. There's not a lack of food there. There's tons of fucking food. So why are you in this fearful way of like, oh, I need to hold on to this instead of understanding like, hey, it's everywhere. Abundance is not just money. Abundance is restaurants, it's trees, it's nature, it's um, food that we eat, it's people. Like there's so many fucking people on this planet. It's an abundance of people on this planet. There's not a lack of people out there. Um, so just like taking a look at where do you feel lack, where do you feel restriction and what's one simple switch that you can start today. Doesn't have to, it's not an overnight thing. So one simple switch and how you can change your mind understanding, like there is so much to go around. There's enough for everybody. Oh my God. I love that. You said that. I mean, and it goes to what I always say. It's like, you know, you'll never go broke giving. And I, you, I don't know if you remember we were in, it was, uh, in Austin, and I found AirPods on, um, I found AirPods uh, yeah. when I was, when I was uh, uh, going through security, the TSA security. And I, uh, 
the TSA people were just did not even want to help with that. So I ended up just going to the, um, go into the, the airline and said, Hey, um, you know, somebody lost their AirPods. Anyway, they paged the customer, they paged what it was. The guy came and got it. I went to my gate and then got handed a, Hey, sir, you've been upgraded for free to first class. And I was like, Oh my God, is this the way that's the exactly works? what it is? <laughs> and that's like what more people need to realize is that like, yeah, if you, Think of it if you're in a scarcity mindset and that and you found these AirPods and TSA didn't want to help you and no one was claiming them, you'd be like, I'm going to take them because you're in a lack mentality. You're and in this- that's seriously, cool. it was like, why does nobody want it? Like, these are $200 AirPods and I am trying to turn this in. I have a flight that's about to board. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And because you were so determined to like give them to the rightful owner, the universe, God, source, you know, what, once again, whatever you believe, there's no right thing to believe. There's no wrong thing to believe. It really served you and was like, Hey, like great job. Now we're going to reward you. And so like, I love thinking of money as the energy. And so like, I love buying someone's coffee or just like sending my, like Venmoing my friends money for coffees or just like you know, paying ahead. Like when I was coming back from my retreat in Costa Rica, I had a beautiful conversation with a younger gentleman and I, you know, bought his lunch and I was, he's like, no, you don't have to do that. And I was like, but I want to, because this, we had a beautiful conversation. I'm feeling very called if you're open to receiving this. And he said, yes. And then, you know, then I had like all this amazingness happen after that. And so it's like, there's, be in the giving energy. Like there's so much, like, it's like love. Like when you just come from a place of love instead of fear, oh man, life is just so much more magical. I know that sounds so hippy dippy to say that like, love, man, peace and love, (laughs) but like, (laughs) but it is, it's so true. Like love is the root of everything that we have. And love is the most vibrational feeling that we can, you know, give and receive. So it's like, what's one way that you could show up with love? buying someone's coffee, opening someone's door for them, just saying, thank you, asking them how their day is going versus saying like, thanks you too. Like there's so many ways that you could just show up as like shifting the mind of how can I make someone's day really powerful today with a little extra love. Oh God. I love that. And, um, I know what you were saying, like the universe, God or whatever it is. And there's one thing in common with, I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what you believe in, but whatever books that, that the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, anything that you read, be a good freaking person. Yeah. No matter what, like, you know, we can go in and details and this character said to do this and all that, like, but be a freaking good person. Do right. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't screw people over. Live with intentions. Go be a good human is what it is. Everybody wants to get detailed into these, these religious books or, or purpose or what you're supposed to do, but be a good human being. And yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, like there really is no right or wrong. It's what's right or wrong for you. And so, um, like I grew up in a very like Christian, um, like Southern Baptist household. And I mean, I don't go to church anymore. It just wasn't super aligned with me. Do I believe in, you know, pieces of it? Sure. Do I believe in other pieces of it? It just didn't feel super aligned and that's okay. Like that's your truth. And like that goes hand in hand once again with like honoring your truth and feeling out like what feels really okay to you. And it's okay to not agree with everything that it is. And I think a lot of the time also people think manifesting is witchcraft. No, it's not witchcraft. I just want to point that out. I get called <laughs> all the time, which is like the highest compliment you could give me is calling me a witch. So like, I'm here for it. But, um, 
yeah, it's, it's manifesting is essentially another form of prayer for people who are like very into their, their religion, but they are really curious about like manifesting in the sense of it not being witchcraft. It's just using the laws of quantum physics and how you can bring things into your reality in a sense of like, like praying. Um, so like you pray to your, to your, the God or the source that you believe in and so simply what, how manifesting can help you in the sense of your prayer is learning how to bring it into like the, the quantum physics layer, like that field. And so you can actually bring into your reality of your prayer to make your prayer happen. So I'm all for people, you know, preaching to whoever they want to preach, believing who they want to believe. It's just by doing what feels good for you and, you know, doing what doesn't feel good for you. You know, listen mm-hmm. to your body, listen to what feels really aligned. There you go. Listen, listen to your body. What is it? Uh, don't, don't follow your head, follow your heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I always follow my gut. I think my gut is my future self thanking me for going one path instead of the other. And it's never let you down. I mean, how, it's funny because like if we'll message something and it's, you're like, oh my God, it's one, one, one. I'm like, well, I'm not woo. Stop trying to make me woo. But I feel like- <laughs> and now you're messaging me. You're like three, three, three. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what does it even mean? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And I think like, that's a beautiful thing that you just said to you. Like, what does it mean? I used to give those numbers so much meaning, but really it's just like a tap on your shoulder of like, um, like listen to your thoughts. Like certain ones can give you like guidance of like, is my thought good? Is my thought bad? But it's just a sign like, Hey, like your angels, your spirit guides, your protectors are are here. So just listen in. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. So anybody sees those sequence of numbers, Google it like I do, because I don't know what they mean. Apparently <laughs> it's powerful. So yeah. before we wrap this up, Abby, um, I want you to get specific because I know you got a lot of amazing things coming up, but I wanted to ask you just a bit specific, like what is the manifestation pleasure portal? Number one. And yeah. number two, uh, now we'll ask that. And then the next one, I'm just get into it. So just, well, that, yeah. What so is yeah. It? Manifestation pleasure portal is masturbating with intention. You can also have sex with your partner with intention. Sorry. <laughs> I see you. I'm setting your drink. <laughs> you my drink. Uh, I went right in for the kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. You can also like have sex with your partner and do with intention, just like set a similar intention. So like me and my partner did that and we manifested the home we lived in. Um, the Austin housing market is fucking insane. And so to find like a house that you love at the price point that you want as well, um, it's hard. And so, yeah, we set some intentions and had sex and then this house popped up and we were like, holy shit, they already had an offer, but then they accepted ours. And so, yeah, it's super yeah. powerful. So yeah, it's essentially like, so kind of to like break it down for you as well. Like I, so I do have a whole ebook on this and Amar will have a copy so he can link it up for y'all or nice. you can on Instagram and, um, and really just see like exactly what it is in the step-by-step guide. But so I'm just going to give you a brief thing. So, um, you can check out the ebook and I won't give too much away. Awesome. Um, but essentially what it is, is you are just getting, so kind of to tap into once again, like our chakra points or we call them our alignment points, our main points in our body. So we have like our root, um, our sacral, our solar plexus, our heart, throat, third eye crown. It starts at like where, um, so for women, it's like at the top of like the bulb area, men, it's like top of like where everything starts for you with like your penis and everything. So like kind of like in a wombish area, men, you kind of have like your own little womb area and that's essentially like the root move up a little bit and like your lower stomach sacral, um, in between like your chest, kind of like by your rib cage is, um, your solar plexus. Hard is obviously where your heart is. 
throat is your throat, third eye is in between both your eyes, and the crown is the one that hangs around you. And so what you're doing during this is that you are visualizing these points opening and activating um, in you. But what you're doing is while you're self-pleasuring, don't rush the process. Do not rush this process. Like, take your time. Enjoy yourself. You're trying not to get caught. (laughs) No, no, no. If you get caught, just tell me you're manifesting and (laughs) only come back in another time. Lock the door. Do what you got to do. Warn your partners. Um, If I'm going in to manifest, my partner's locked out of the room. I'm like, hey, I'm manifesting. This is like... I'm seeking pleasure, but this is for me to manifest. So do not come and distract me because I need to be fully embodied in my affirmations, in the feeling. I cannot have any distractions. Um, That's just personal preference. So what you do is take your time with this, really feel into your body. Um, Most women use vibrators. Women, I recommend not using your vibrators. Men, you obviously use your hand, hand. So women, the reason why I say don't use vibrators is when you use your hand, you're actually able to connect to your body a lot easier because now you're not using another source to connect to you. You're able to really get in tune with your body. And so you're going to self-pleasure and while you're self-pleasuring and saying your affirmations, you can have two, you can have three, you can even have one. Say it as if it's in the present moment. I am so grateful for blank. I release any blocks that are standing in between us. So financial abundance, like let's say you're trying to attract a 10K month. Like I am so grateful that July was my first 10k month. I release any blocks that are standing in between us. What's the next thing you're grateful for? You know, like what else are you tracking? Like the partner I seek is also seeking me. I release any blocks that are standing in between us. You know, like saying those things, getting very detailed. If you do not get detailed when you are manifesting, the universe will send you something and it's not exactly what you asked for, but it is what you asked for. So get very, 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 very detailed on exactly what that is. And as you're doing this, you're going to visualize yourself. You're going to feel into the feeling of what it is like as if you have achieved that. So you're living in the future feeling. It's you, end of the month, this time next year, whenever it is. And you are feeling how grateful and excited and empowered you feel. And you're really soaking in that. And so like as you're self-pleasuring, you're getting to the climax. You're essentially moving that energy up your body from that root womb area all the way up to the top of your head. And as soon as you climax with orgasm, you will essentially almost like, you'll see yourself like when you visualize, like send it out to God, universe, source. And then when you're done, just lay there. Don't clean anything up yet. Don't worry about that. You'll get to that afterwards. Sit there and continue to say it. And I typically say them um, a few times each and I'll go over and over until the feeling starts to die down. Because when you get really in tune, you'll actually feel your body kind of have like this tingly sensation, which is completely normal. Um, it's just your body vibrating at the frequency of that quantum field. And so that's what's going to help you like send it out and then continue to hold on to that feeling. And then you'll be able to start reprogramming your subconscious mind. So I know I kind of went to depth there a little no. bit. Um, but yeah, the ebook for my visual learners like myself, it'll have the full like how it works. What is it? What is manifesting? How does, you know, manifesting with our masturbating with intention actually work along with a step-by-step guide? So that'll be really helpful for my visual learners. That's exciting. And that's in the show notes um, below. So make sure you check that out. We're going to have that. But wait, quick question. What's your favorite rock band? Uh, I don't really listen to rock music. I don't care. Just name, name a band. Uh, Kiss. There we go. All right. We've covered <laughs> sex, drugs, and now rock and roll, guys. 
Just wanted to make sure I got that. So, Abby, please, please let everybody know, because I know you're offering a few things right now, uh, yeah. and I know you have a waiting list going on because the demand is high with everything that you're helping with. So please let everybody know what you're offering, and um, we'll have it all in the notes, but just kind of be specific with what you got going on right now, because we know you're a busy bee. Yeah, I'm currently in the middle of a 28-day manifesting challenge, which has been really exciting to see people start to actually like make these really powerful shifts because essentially what it is, it's like a daily accountability to help them step into the higher vibration to allow them to manifest. So that's been really exciting that's going on currently. So those doors are closed, but I do have a wait list open because I will be launching an eight-week, I call it Manifestation Pleasure Portal Academy. And... That name could potentially change, but that's what feels really good right now. But it will essentially be an eight-week course. And we're going to dive extremely, extremely deep into your subconscious mind and programming and reprogram all those different little areas. So by the time the end of the eight weeks, you're a fucking master manifester. And so you're able to just live a life of high vibration. You release limiting beliefs. You're no longer attached and you're just attracting all that freedom that you really desire. And so that is coming up soon. So make sure to head over and add your name on that wait list. I won't give that to Amar. And it will also be in my Instagram bio as well. And then um, I do one-on-one coaching. Um, that is pretty full right now, but there is an application you can fill out. So when I do have some slots open, if you want more of like a one-on-one -on -one setting, there is that offer as well. So make sure you fill out an application. And then I will definitely let you know as soon as I have an opening for that as well, because that does fill up very quickly. Wow. Well, I will make sure we have that. As I said, I know how badass you are and how busy you've been. So that's pretty awesome that you're going to promote it. So make sure that uh, you check it out and apply it and go on the waiting list, because as I said, she's changed many lives. So Abby, thank you so, so, so much for taking time out of your crazy busy day, because she's doing all this. And she's also director of operations as well as for a big uh, for Rob Dial and the company. So this girl is just a, just a busy bee and, and has her, her hand on the pulse of everything that she does. So as yeah. your great friend, family, I want to thank you so much, so, so, so much, so much for doing what you do. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody to check it out, check your page out. And thanks again, Abby. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. I love talking about masturbation and manifesting. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Where are you going to beat this episode, everybody? Where are you going to beat this one? <laughs> and that's that, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button and share it with your friends, family, and tribe. Once again, why not you? Why not now? Thank you all so much. Hell, have an amazing rest of your day.